Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chef Mark from Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. I'd like to tell you about our Johnny's Filet Medallion Trio. It's a classic. The trio starts out with three premium filets, charbroiled and individually topped with a horseradish, a gorgonzola, and a Parmesan butter crust, then baked until golden bubbly brown. It's so rich in flavor, there's only one way to experience this amazing steak, and that's by gracing us with your presence. Stop on in or call and make a reservation. Johnny's Italian Steakhouse, Village Point Shopping Center, Omaha. Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes. And that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Great Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show out in the winter winter wonderland that we found out ourselves in all of a sudden like. Boy, we haven't had one of these in a while. So, uh, I like it. I like it. You know, it, it's good to have snow back again, isn't it? It's good for oh, the, yeah. It's good for the trees, good for the water. You know, you got to have yeah. everything. And if you didn't know you had a bad battery, now you do. Now you do? Or or by the time you... Uh, I guarantee it didn't start today. Yeah. If there was any speculation that, oh, maybe there's, maybe it'll still hang on. Nope, it didn't. Well, if you're on the borderline, and, and sometimes <laughs> you don't know if you're on the borderline, but uh, I, I will say that we'll have... We have a lot of customers that say, I'm going to be proactive. I want another battery. Average life of a battery, by the way, three and a half years nationwide. Mm-hmm. You know, if you live in San Diego, eh, it's probably going to go a little longer because it's You don't 70, got this. You don't got this. Yeah. <laughs> we go from uh, sub-zero to 100 degrees and, you know, in less than six months. It's kind of crazy. So, and really what takes that toll is is those extremes. And um, that's what it is. But a lot of people like to be proactive and say, I want to get that done because I don't really want to be broke down. You know, we've always talked about being broke down at the most inopportune time. Yeah, you, know, you don't know you need it until you really need you it. You can only call a couple of people if you're broke at the bar. You can't call the wife. So you got to gotta call somebody else. Yeah. And uh, Been there. <laughs> I, well, I, sh- I was God, traffic is terrible. I don't know what's happened. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes tra- I remember when traffic was so bad and cars were a standstill on Dodge that we couldn't get home. Mm-hmm. So we just went across the street to the bar and hung out for a while. And then uh, by that time, two or three hours passed and went to the pizza place, had something to eat, went home. Yeah. So, back in the two-wheel drive days. Back Rear in the two-wheel drive. Yes, yes. When Big, every- heavy cars. Now we don't have many people stuck as much as they were other um other than maybe going a little bit too fast and uh have them up on the snow banks and well, i found a picture this morning it was on a historic omaha page on social media and uh 1975 i think it was blizzard mm-hmm. 70 mm-hmm. yep 72nd and hickory looking up towards dodge street it was just cars yeah, it looks like there was a concert going on, didn't it? was it? a parking lot. Yeah. It Nobody just like, was going nowhere. <laughs> One guy standing there with a shovel. We couldn't get into the concert, so we just parked it here and left. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nobody I, was going anywhere. You couldn't even get a plow through there if you wanted. That was back in the old bias ply tire days, too. And and uh, I, I don't know, wow, how far have we come? 
Yeah. For snow tires and now just regular all season tires, you know. Tire chains were a normal thing back then. I yeah. remember my dad always having them in his truck. Yep, always. And, and uh, you got actually pretty darn good to putting them on. Couldn't go yeah. very fast, but you got to go. Yeah. And they still carry chains. You just, you know, you go over the, the Colorado mountains, uh, sometimes they, they won't let you pass. Yeah, they got a whole lane. Yeah. Chain it, up lane. Chain up lane. And boy, if you don't have them, you can't go or you go buy them. Speaking of that, I was following an ambulance home last night, of course. He wasn't on duty, of course. He was just driving around for fun, I guess. But the chains that they have nowadays, it looks like the car wash brushes underneath it the is. van. And it just, these chains just go underneath the wheels. And yep. Start spinning and away they go. It, it is a cool thing to watch. It and I and I. Didn't I can re- imagine that hydraulic system not working. You're going to damage some stuff under there in a hurry. Yeah, it's it's it, it is really kind of neat. And I've watched them because I've been behind them. And it's just you're right. It's a cylinder that comes down. It starts swings spinning these chains. Yeah, and- it starts spinning these chains, and the and the chains go out underneath the wheels, and then the the truck runs it over, and it gains traction like that. What a great idea. Yeah. They seem to work pretty good, but they're pretty heavy, so they're going to go. Oh yeah, but yeah, it looks like a uh, looks like a Ferris wheel underneath there, a little small one, just going. Yeah, with chains on it. Yeah, which you're right. If there was anything hanging down, it's going to be gone, pulverized in in a matter of. Yeah, can you imagine hitting a trash can with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we kind of went through our kind of little bit of a top things, um, you know, and then as I was mentioning, some people want to be proactive on their batteries. Other people want to get the very last drop of of electricity they can out of the battery. And, and I've had some people oh, come yeah. in and say, oh, check that battery. Yeah, it's kind of okay. Well, I'm going to try it for another year. I'm going to yeah. try it for another six months. And then they I never always, make it. I know. I always inevitably they come in and say, you know, I should have listened to you. <laughs> now I'm late for work. I'm late for a meeting. Oh, Somebody's yeah. waiting here. Somebody's waiting there. I've always, I, I pretty much always replace them earlier. Oh, it's sure. Just good. There's a lot of things you do with that. Tires, tires are one of those things. Now, I, I was behind a four wheel drive truck here on Dodge Street just the other day, and I was uh, in a, in a little car, two front wheel drive car, and he was stuck. I just went around him. Yeah, because yeah, we had great tires. We just put a set of tires on, and it was working great. Mm-hmm. Wipers, wipers just go terrible this time of year now you got to find out ask yourself were the wipers working good before all this came down maybe you don't need wipers maybe you just need to clean them off clean them off de-ice them windshield wipers will not clean your windshield in this weather also yeah you will ruin wipers many of them they are very sacrificial and they are wiper blades they are not scrapers no even though you see a lot of people using them as scrapers Oh, and yeah. you're right, the rubber will just rip completely off right at the edge. Next thing you know, I, I've seen whole strips of rubber mm-hmm. on the windshield. Yep. <laughs> yep, they are sacrificial. So if you get to park it in you know, in the garage, you know, I, I park mine in the garage at night, and uh, you just flip the wipers up and let them de-thaw while you're, while you're sleeping. Next thing you come out, brand new wipers. <laughs> but if they rip off, and, and sometimes... Some of the mountings that they have on these new wipers are crazy. I mean, we, they all used to have a little mounting with a shepherd hook. Yeah, easy. And, and then all universal. G- yes, and GM had to do their weird thing. Mercedes, Volvo, Subaru. There's they, some weird ones out they, there. They had, yeah, they had some weird ones. And to get them on there, boy, it almost takes an engineering degree or one of us that's that's fiddled around with them enough times to oh yeah figure out how to get them off of there. That early design GM that they have, I mean, I probably broke a handful of wipers just trying to figure it out, and I was like, I should not have to watch a video for this, but I did. 
and then once I figured it out, I was like, well, all right, dummy. I will say <laughs> there was one out there, Volkswagen, has one of the most innovative, quick, easy, it's almost too simple. It's just a pin. You slide it on. You rotate it. Boom, done. Yeah. It is all of 15 seconds, and that's reading the instructions. Mercedes has that cam lock deal. I've seen a few of those get broken. but Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, you know, and uh, – Tornado speak, could come through. It ain't taking those wipers. Speaking of that, what was it? I think it was last winter. Somebody wanted to get a set of uh, wiper blades on a Mercedes. It was an S-Class, uh, real nice Mercedes. And, a few hundred bucks. They were $100 a piece. Yeah. The wiper blades were $100 a piece because they have electrical plug-ins on them that the uh, the wiper blades were heated. Can you imagine that? I, I just, to get $100 a piece uh, wiper mm. blades, it just kind of floors me. But hey, it's what you get. Somebody designed that. Eh, you think they melted a few to the windshield <laughs> figuring that out? I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should put a rheostat on this. <laughs> Rubber all over the place. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We've got some open lines for you. Give us a call. Be back in a minute. Can't get a ride, can't drive to school. Old folks say, man, you ain't cool. Down the street, I'm the car next door. I'm the fix you've been waiting for. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Mom. I'm your ch 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 Corsica. Hello world, I'm your wild girl. I'm your Chevy Corsica. Chevy Corsica. My interior is practical. When it comes to safety, man, I wrote the rules. I may not be sexy and I'm no fun. But hello, Daddy. Hello, Mom. I'm your Chevy Corsica. Hello world, I'm your wild car, I'm your Chevy Corsica. Mr. Mechanic Show is powered by Buchanan Service Center, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. Hey, I get it. Sometimes you can't be radio side for every day's Rosie DiGenosi, but it's right there on the podcast page under Jim Rose at KFAB.com. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers. 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Guaranteed breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. Um, if you found out you needed tires now, then stop in and see us. You know, the other thing that brings up, too, is it's interesting. But this kind of snow and, and or rain, but snow, uh, all the stuff that was in the gutters gets plowed out in the middle of the streets. And we see an increase in tire repairs like crazy this time of year. Oh, yeah. So, got a flat tire, ran it off the rim. don't check them, you'll hit something. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep the tires inflated because if you don't, they'll turn the corner, roll off the rim. Next thing you know, you got a problem. So, Stop in and see us. We'll, we'll help you out. We're going to head over to Rich. Rich has got a uh, how to recover. Rich, what's going on today? Hey, guys. Oh, it's a little, little bit chilly out here where I'm at anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, I got, this. got a diesel, do you? Yeah, I drove to work, yes, drove to work yesterday because I needed to get to town and let it sit in the parking lot all day. Then uh, she wouldn't start at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and we see a lot of it this time of year, and we got a couple of diesel tow trucks, and when this stuff comes in, the first thing that we do is put some diesel service in it, and we also put some 911 in the in the gas tank, or the, or the diesel tank, to try to prevent this, but the only, 
the only way that we've ever been able to recover it and make it work again is you just got to get heat to it and yeah. uh, you got to warm everything up and once it does there, there's no magic here um, other than maybe a little preventative maintenance before it started as far as putting stuff in the fuel yeah you know i did that i used that, that house uh, dj i put some in the night before last mm-hmm. and you know, I, I knew this weather was coming and stuff but uh Anyway, it must not have worked the best. No. Uh, Never used that one before. I'll I'll have to look into that. We use a red bottle called Diesel 911. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing we use, and then everybody, it flies off the shelf this time of year. Uh, I've seen that. Yeah, and then the the only other thing that we've used that many, many times, and then, you know, we've, the diesel trucks that we've had, we just had to get them in. We get them in, lift them up in the air, let the furnace warm everything up. Yep. Yeah, I mean it might take hours and hours. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. You got like a blast heater or something you can put underneath there. Kerosene run might speed right. up the process. Yeah, like a tube right. heater and then block off the back so you're just kind of keeping all everything focused in that, you know. But you don't don't get it too close. We don't need to melt everything in the front. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen. Well, it's gonna be a challenge. It's gonna be a challenge getting it home, but getting it in the garage anyway. Oh, but. I don't uh, know. I feel for you. I, I've been down that road yeah. more than a few times, and uh, you, you know what? We we kind of leave them all plugged in, and sometimes we don't even like today. I don't even know we're gonna pull it out of the shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's uh, that's usually worked out at home, but man, I had to drive to work the other day, and I know it. And put this new fuel system on it. It's called Fast. I don't know if you know about that, but the, and they changed they changed out the fuel filter up by the motor, and they put this new pump on it. And uh, they put two, two new filters on the frame rail right in front of the rear, rear tires. Mm-hmm. I've seen them, run. yeah. Have you? Never installed I mean, one or worked on one. We don't do a, a crazy amount of diesel repair, but I've yeah. definitely seen it. But cold weather is an arch nemesis for a diesel. But yeah. How do those guys do that when they're broke out, out on the highway? I see those trucks sitting out there, and they got to just change the filters, or is that where it gels up at, or? Yeah, pretty much. They get some logs and light a fire yeah, underneath you, them. You start with the filters, <laughs> and then kind of uh, you. I've seen various things. I, I've seen a guy put one in uh, in a tennis ball, put a tennis ball in a hole in it, and then and put it filled it full of fuel, not a full of fuel, full of air, and kind of pressurize the tank to to force feed uh-huh. it and get it up there. And uh, we got it started and running that way. And yeah it's that's just we've always just found that the slow and go that with the heat and trying to get it back and then once you do you know put some put some diesel back in it 911 and and keep it re- uh, running and keep it in the garage and yeah th- the newer diesels are far better than what the other ones are uh, the older ones right. i should say so but i'm sure there's somebody okay. that's going to call in and give us some keep listening i'm sure somebody's going to give us some tricks and of the trade well, that sounds good. Uh, I'll be sitting there for a while yet. All right. I appreciate you, appreciate you calling in. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your show. Thanks you for bet. That. All right. We're going to head over to uh, Aaron. Aaron's got a 15 Chevy. Aaron, what's up? Hello? Hello. What's, go- what's going on oh, with hey, the, the pickup? It's Oren. Oren, yeah, I apologize. Yeah. That's okay. Um, no, I yesterday I drove to work and... Uh, truck started in the morning just fine, but then after work, you know, the cold and battery was shot. So, battery's only two years old. Just wondering if it's, uh, if I'm losing power somewhere else or if it just is, uh, the cold weather just shot mm-hmm. battery and then, 
uh, we were able to pull it inside and left it overnight and then it, and put a trickle charger on it and it started right up here this morning. I'm driving it around just fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it goes, if it goes overnight again, like what we got going on at night, sub zeros, uh, it's probably going to do it again, I'm assuming. Yeah, so the first thing that we would do is, uh, since it's up and running and going, now we can check the charging system to make sure it's actually charging that battery like it should. Uh, check the starter draw to make sure that it's, you know, it's only pulling 150 amps instead of 350 amps. And if, we're, yeah. if we could check everything else, then I would probably say you got a battery problem. Uh, two years old is a little bit soon for it to die, but I'll tell you that, there are we've de- seen it depending yeah we've seen it and it depends on the battery that you got where you got it from um yeah there are different levels of batteries i mean the budget line batteries that you get for a hundred bucks you know that's about what you get but yeah, yeah. no well to a, what kind of battery is it a, a napa i don't i don't know if i want to call out a brand like that but yeah, yeah i don't know I, it's they're not too bad as far as i've i've run across they've got uh, like a napa golds and stuff are pretty good they just yeah. um you know like you said the average life of a battery is about three and a half four years but um they, they can certainly go at two we see a lot of them dive at two and some that last four and boy and every once in a while you'll get one that goes seven or eight and why i don't know but uh it just does so is, uh, is it worth it to put a battery warmer or a, a you know a little warmer in it and plug it in? Oh, like a battery blanket? Um, yeah. yeah. So you know what they used to do back in the uh, I had friends that lived up in like North Dakota, and uh, what they would do is they would take the battery and they pull it in at night. They would literally disconnect it, pull it in in the house, and let it sit in the you know front steps where it's seventy degrees, and then. They would take it out and install it in the car first thing in the morning. They're a lot easier to do that than than today. Yeah. And okay. next thing you know, that car would crank over like mad. He said, "I never had a problem getting to school or going to work because he I got a fresh, yeah, that's really good idea. Yeah, seventy degree battery that uh, now is going outside. Well, it takes a while for that to cool down, but he used to do it all the time when it gets uh, get that sub zero in mm-hmm. North Dakota. Um, yeah. So get a very uh, the strongest battery you can get. You know, five years, six year, uh, the, the cranking amps is really what you want because nowadays it takes longer with fuel injection to, you have to crank it over more. It has to see a certain RPM running before the computer takes over and says, hey, okay, you're trying to crank me. I'm, I'm going to get started. Now, in the old days with carburetor, if you had a little fuel, boom, off it ran. Wouldn't, you yeah. know, it would always die, but it yeah. just takes longer to start a car than it ever used to. So I hope that right. helped. Thanks, guys. You bet. Yeah, totally. Bye. Appreciate the call. All right. We're going to take a quick break on Mr. Mechanic Show. And uh, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a moment. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Professionally fixed right and fixed on time. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. We are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. The numbers to get in, help you out with those questions, broke down problems, uh, just general general ideas, questions. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll We're going to head over to Doug. Doug's been patiently waiting. Thank you, Doug. Doug, you got a diesel question. Well, I had a few comments to offer. Sure. I've had diesel cars for about, about 12 years, and what I've learned over time is that in weather like this, when the weather is below zero, wind chills are 23 miles an hour, best just to park it in the shed because <laughs> that yeah. vehicle is not going to like me outside. It will run just fine once you get it started, 
inside and take and drive around when it's warm. But when it gets very cold, sitting overnight, that's when you have drivability and starting problems. Um, I routinely use um, that diesel treat product by Howes, and you basically the secret is to use it before it gets cold. Because what you want to do is, is eliminate the moisture that builds up in a fuel tank. And nowadays with biodiesel, which most diesel blends you buy at most uh, outlets are, are a blend of, of biodiesel and regular diesel. It tends to have more moisture in it than plain diesel fuel does. Mm. So if you can help prevent this from happening, it, it, it improves your ability to survive the cold weather. Well, all great tips. Well, uh, great. So you're talking about like maybe put it in a week before? I think I think we put ours. Oh, no. No. I, I Actually, I start when the weather starts to get like, say, you know, 25, 30, 40 at night. I start putting it in then because basically if you use a little bit then, it doesn't take as much later on. And, and with weather like this, you actually go triple dose. So, for example, at the house, use one ounce per five gallons of fuel when the weather is, say, 35, 40. When it gets down to 20, you might double that to two ounces. And this kind of weather, use three ounces per five gallons. Well, and I got that from Hal, the, the company itself. Well, that's that's good advice, yeah. And then uh, I think we started putting some in uh, oh, probably about two, three weeks ago. It's, I think we probably started doing the our, mm-hmm. our diesel serves. Yeah. I, I don't think I read the instructions, Kyle. I think I, I think you I just put, fill it up and pour uh, the whole jug in. <laughs> I pour half the bottle in. If so a maybe, little bit's okay, a maybe that's why my well, maybe that's why you're right. You're right. If it's a little good, I think a little bit more is better. And yeah, I did we put half, the whole bottle. I, well, I didn't put the whole <laughs> bottle in, Kyle. I put half the bottle in. But I did Some not measure it. Some products are okay to use in excess. For example, house you could actually run the vehicle would run on straight house if you ran the whole vehicle on it. It'd be expensive, but you could do it. Now, some products um, contain additives which are detrimental to diesel systems. You shouldn't use a great deal of them. But I've used Power Service and I've used um, some of the other ones out there, and they're all good. They all have their place. Um, the house though is pretty easy to use because you can't screw things up with it. It'll just work. However, that said, if you have a frozen system that 911 is the only thing that will work and that has alcohol in it which is not really good on diesels but in an emergency it is it's very very beneficial yeah and it does work yes yeah yeah it, yeah, it, it has worked and i and we like i say we've carried that up for over the years and i have a lot of people buy it and a lot of people use it and, and just love it so well great what, what's your newest diesel now that you have well these are these are 13 and 14 tdis okay volkswagen oh gotcha and but i mean i was gonna say i have also a diesel tractor we have the Kubota diesel on it, John Deere, but they've done something really neat there, which is a good idea. The muffler is actually inside the engine compartment right by the fuel system. Oh, yeah. Which kind of sounds bad, but it's a good idea because when that engine runs, that engine always stays at a constant temperature. Yeah, it's it's constantly warming the fuel going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, it's uh, it, nothing's dumb if it works. We, we figured that out a long time ago. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> it is what it is, and sometimes you just have to do a little precautionary. But, yeah, it makes sense. But well, great, Doug. I park my diesel in the garage and drive my gas truck. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's what we do. Our, our diesel comes in every night just because if you don't, it's going to be a problem. And uh, I, I did see one on the way to work, and the only reason I knew it was a diesel because in the snow there's a big black cloud over on, right next to the tailpipe. <laughs> yep. And he was in the middle of the road, so my guess is he gelled up right there in that spot. So, uh, yep. All great, all, great, uh, all great answers. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the comment. appreciate you calling in. I, have a good day, guys. Thanks. Yep, thank you. Yeah, I'm sure this will be a, a little bit of a diesel show and because uh, they're the ones broken down at the moment. Yeah. All right. We got- Hats off to Rudolph Diesel. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you for your invention. <laughs> they do a lot of great, though. They, 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 we, we wouldn't have what we have and being able to oh, no. do what we got if we didn't have diesel power. That's, That's for right. sure. Well, let's head over to John. John's got another tip for people gelling up on diesel. John, uh, John, what you got yeah. going? Um, hey, I got a got a tip for all diesel owners out there. I'm actually learned it from a buddy of mine who's a truck driver in North Dakota, and they regularly see not wind chill, but actual um, ambient temperatures of third neg thirty, neg forty five degrees up in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just about ten miles south of the Canadian border, and he said they the truckers up there got a rule: single digit number one. You don't horse around with any gel. You don't horse around with mix and stuff. You just put straight number one. And he's like, my semi sits outside. He says forty five below zero. He says it was. He said this morning it was uh, thirty nine negative thirty nine when he got up at five a.m. and his truck his semi started right up second crank. Yeah, yeah. So that's I blend it because it's a little expensive to buy straight number one at four fifty nine a gallon, but. You know, my truck sat outside last night here in Lincoln, and I put a quarter of a tank of number one in uh, yesterday from Shoemakers, and it fired right up. No problems. Yeah, you know, the it, it's costly, agreed, but uh, what's it going to cost on the other side when you got to have it towed and then have it warmed yeah. up and have it everything else? Your, your tow is going to be 100 bucks. Well, you're, you're a little bit of preventative. You don't think about it that way, I understand, but it's, yeah, you, oh, yeah. You're, you're money ahead. You're way money ahead. I agreed. Oh, yeah, you are. Because, like I said, you, you're talking $100, $150 tow bill plus, you know, $100 an hour labor. You know, of course, the shop's going to be like, well, you need new fuel filters. And, of course, they're going to mark them up 20%. You know, by the time it's all said and done, you may be $400 into it versus putting in, you know, 60 or $80. And, like I said, you don't have to fill the whole tank up, number one. You could do a quarter or half a tank of number one, which might set you back 100 bucks, but. Hell, 100 versus 400? Yeah, that's going to thin it out enough and, and make your problems go away. Yeah. No. Great yep. great advice. Great advice. All right. I, I appreciate the call. That's no problem. You're welcome. All right. Thanks. Thanks, yep. John. Bye. Yeah, great advice. You know, it's yeah. uh, you just got to do what you got to do. You got to internet or talk to those guys that know what they've been doing and how they've been doing it. And yeah, and then when you have them in the North Dakota, those guys in Canada. They've got it down. They've got it down. they got to <laughs> deal with it every day. So, uh, yeah, it's just a routine. <laughs> yeah, they don't think of any different. They don't even know it gets warm in other states, I don't think. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. The Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Call to schedule your appointment today at 402 393 2722. Listen to News Radio 1110 KFAB anywhere, anytime on your free iHeartRadio app. All your music, radio, and podcasts. Okay, we are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110's numbers to get in. Uh, we're Buchanan Service Centers. 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, guaranteed breaks. 49th Avenue and Dodge. Stop in, see us. We'll help you out, get you back on the road. We're going to head over to Joe. Joe's got a 2010 Toyota Corolla. Joe, what's up? Well, I got a question on gas preservation and or possible problem. I bought the, the Corolla in, two, in August of 2020, right during the pandemic, and uh, 
Well, like I said, I didn't need it because uh, this is an unbelievable story. I got a 1998 Mercury Mystique that only has 354,000 miles on it. Everything <laughs> works. Everything works, and it, it, it works greatly. I think it was hand-built by God. You, but anyway. That is an unbelievable story, especially on a Mystique. It is. I mean, everything works. I love the car. But anyway, I bought this 2010 getting ready for this uh, bunny rabbit to die sometime. But uh, I'm knocking on wood. It still runs. But anyway, I got this Corolla in the garage. The gas tank is full of gas. I drive it seven miles every four months, every quarter, uh, every three months, every quarter. Uh, now, my question is, does the gas, uh, gas go stale, I think. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. But what should I, the tank is full. Uh, what can I do to maybe circumvent any future problems with this gas? I mean, uh, I'm going to drive this Corolla sometime, but this Mercury Mystique, like I said, it was hand-built by God. Everything works. I'm knocking on wood. I love the car. But anyway, what dangers are in this uh, old, potentially and, stale gasoline in a tank, and, which is full? Uh-huh. Well, you know, you're, go ahead. Stable is a product I would recommend, but yeah. I mean, it seems like your luck is doing pretty good. If you got a Mercury Mystique to three hundred thousand miles, goodness! God, what else can you can you get yeah, that far? You're in good shape. So, so how long has it well, been? Sit, how long has it been sitting again? The Since Corolla's 2000? been uh, sitting in uh, three years, three and a half years. It's going yeah, on three and a half years. I'd, I'd put some Stable in it, and I would probably just drive that. T- take a take a little while. As soon as you get able to drive that vehicle, I think I would drive it a little bit more. Run a tank of gas through it. G- exactly. Put some uh, of that stable right. in. There. Yeah. If you do, you run premium in it, or you run uh, ethanol in it. Uh, ethanol. I don't know what was in it. The same tank is in it that yeah. I bought it with. It was full, but I did add two gallons. You know, in these short drives every quarter. I kind of think so you're. I kind of think you're getting on the edge of. Uh, you know, gas will, as long as it's sealed up in a tank, it'll be good for a long time. But there's no sense in waiting on that. So yeah. I, I would take some time out. I would just drive that for two weeks, three weeks, whatever it takes to run that put down. Put a tank to, of gas in it. Yeah. And then, good to go. And then put it, and then fill it back up with premium. And when you premium. get done. Yeah, put some premium. If you're well, going to let it sit after that, put it back up with yeah. some premium. To, don't don't put the ethanol in it. Ethanol, when it gets super, super cold like this, will will separate. Uh, cool. when it does separate, you'll get a whole shot, the whole shot of ethanol to the car and it kind of runs crappy until it kind of gets mixed up again, mixed up again, but it can separate. But if you're going to let it sit like that, put some premium in it, maybe put a little stable in along with it and you'll be fine. Okay, great. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. And you guys have a great, uh, great show. I listen to it and learn a lot. Great. Glad you do. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to, uh, who's got now? So, oh, the one dropped off. We'll head over to Bob. Bob's got a question on de-icing doors. Well, we got a, we got an answer for you, Bob. What's up? Okay, is this the old buddy Bob? Hey, Bob. How about de-icing de- like the, uh, the Jeep, the back tailgate and stuff that freezes up or the side doors? Anything new on the market that actually works? Uh, like the heat gun? <laughs> no. No, I tell you what. Well, I just did this yesterday. Though on the back tailgate, that can be kind of rough depending on how you how often you use it, because all the salt collects on the back there, and it just will rust the crap out of everything. Oh yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Usually, what I'll do is is uh, get a little straw with, with your penetrating oil, stick it in the lock, and then just spray it, and then just move the key in and out, and try to turn it as much as you can. Let it sit. Spray some more. You don't want to force anything. Well, no, no, this is. This is more around the seals. 
Oh, around the Not seals. So oh, okay, itself. okay. I, well, Hot I'm going to finish my story then. So, if you if you okay. have a problem with locks, and I did this yesterday, I sprayed a little bit of petting trading fluid in there, and then I went back inside and got a lighter, and I I warmed up the key because I couldn't get in it. It was stuck. It was frozen. I warmed up the key to the point where you didn't want to touch it, and then I just stuck it in the key lock and let it sit there for about 30 seconds and let all the warmth and ra- heat radiate out, and then it turned like butter. Mm-hmm. So, oh, to answer, that's, that's to answer, good idea. Yeah, it's a, and I, yeah, it works, I tell you what. To answer your question, what do you do on frozen doors like that? Well, hot water works, but you, <laughs> but you got to be quick. Yep. You don't want to freeze fast too. It'll freeze fast too, but it, it, that's what you do to get it in, and then uh, you you have to park it inside after you do this because once you do this trick and shut the doors again, it'll be frozen again. Or you've got to leave it running and let the heat kind of go from the inside. Now, how to prevent that? Well, you get a rag and you take some penetrating oil, WD forty, whatever you have sitting around the house. There, you something do, that won't freeze. Yeah, something that won't freeze, squeaks and creaks and all that kind of stuff. Put a bunch on the rag and then wipe all your your seals down. That's on the. So the WD forty does help on that. Huh? Yep, yep. Or whatever you know, whatever penetrating oil you have. Um, wipe the seal on the actual door and then wipe the seal on the body. Wipe them all down, right. and that will prevent the uh, ice building up and and all that stuff to happen. Nobody does it because nobody thinks about it until it, they can't get in it. And you got 40, yeah. 40 mile an hour winds, but. Uh, and you get a hammer and a straight screwdriver and just pry her open and worry about the paint in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you got to be careful because all these door handles are plastic. And you know what? We know what plastic likes when it gets to be this cold. It's just brittle and, and blows up. So, uh, yeah, you got to get super, not super hot water, hot as water as you can, and then just work quickly. Yeah. Well, I know they got the de-icer spray, but I, I've never had any <laughs> luck with that stuff. Yet. Well, the lock de-icer stuff does kind of work. Um, it seems like you get more of it all over the place. I, I think uh, there's enough people. I've always been able to find a lighter somewhere, and some you can. You ask somebody for a lighter. There's uh, yeah. That's that's not, that's the best way it works because that's what's frozen up. The other thing that I do notice also is that. Uh, with everybody having a remote now, uh, there's more keyholes that nobody use. They, they just use their remote to unlock the car and lock the car, and these these key locks will sit idle for, you know, years and never get moved or touched, and they'll get frozen up and bound up. And most new cars have them, too. You just can't tell that they're there. Yeah, you normally got to take something off to find there's it, a little but it's co- there. There's a little cover on, on that, and they actually have a regular key that gets in the car. It's just that... They never explain that to you. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, you know me. I don't have any new cars. <laughs> well, I know that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that, 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 that's what helps get you in. So once you get in and uh, then wipe down those seals, you'll be fine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the help. Yep. Appreciate Stay warm. The, yep, I will. Thanks. Appreciate the call. Yeah, that old key trick works every time. Mm-hmm. Especially, you don't want to get it glowing. You don't want to. You don't want to melt it because uh, keys really aren't metal for the most part. They're mm-hmm. a combination of something that won't stick to a magnet most of the time. Well, now you've taken the fun out of it <laughs> yet again, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know everything is a key fob. You know how that works. So, oh yeah. 
You know, some of the other things we had on our, our list were uh, Snowbrush. But if you're heading out now, you know, you know how many cars I get in on a regular basis at the shop, and you know, I never take one out with me. Why would I remember it? There's not a Snowbrush in this car. Yeah. There's, most, yeah. What do they normally do? Where do you put that stuff? It's in the corner of the garage. You know, if you're going out on a trip, which we don't advise right now, but if you're going and have to go, just take some blankets from the house, throw them in the car. That way, if something yeah. happens, you know, you've got some warmth in there. You can always put them back. Um, a lot of different things. Oh, the other thing we were talking about, too, all this snow that we're pushing, and uh, that will get into the grill, and we'll pack things in there, and... Even on a day like today, you can overheat if you don't have enough antifreeze or you don't have any flow through there. So <clears throat> make sure that if your grill's all full and the whole bottom's full of snow because you're pushing it and that you get that cleaned get it out, out of there. there. Get Take that your snow brush to it. Yep. Get some room for air. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kyle, what's uh I think we're in another 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 six, show. Another show, another successful weekend. So Everybody stay safe out there. And uh, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in next week. Tell us about your stories from last week. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. In today's economy, cash flow is tight and families are held captive to high interest rate credit card debt. Churchill Mortgage can restructure your current mortgage and significantly reduce these problems. Get a free analysis and learn how to eliminate credit card interest rates, lower bills, and start taking control of your budget. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Consumer Access.org. Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100, Brentwood, Tennessee 37027.